The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Featuring personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as educators, sex-positive personalities, and other amazing people sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is our own wonderful human with the questions, John or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hello there, Hi Nikki. there, Katsu. welcome to the show. When I was a younger human dreaming of fetish models and the bound beauties of Harmony Communications, there was one that always had this gleam in her eye. The blonde superheroine with a knack for getting herself in trouble and the energy of someone who truly showed their love for fetish and the joy of acting. Fetish chick and model Stacy Burke has been seen on E! The Girl Next Door, Kendra and Bridget's Sexiest Beaches, and she's Playboy Hugh Hefner's ex-girlfriend and once lived at the Playboy Mansion. She once worked at Ricky Rockman's world-famous Cat House, the Rock and Roll Club, worked for Troma as an actress, got set on fire while there, and she's worked in other TV shows, movies, and considers herself a fetish model for life. Stacy Burt, the fetish chick on what women and other wonderful humans want. They are the questions that establish the story. Five questions about firsts, bringing back the genesis of the character behind the human. It's the first five and it starts now. First time you ever walked into the Playboy Mansion, and what was going through your head? Well, God, I'm trying to think the first time, first time. It might have been when I, God, I think this was the first time. It's hard because there's so many times, but I think the first time was when I was working for Troma. And I did the movie Citizen Toxic. It was a Toxic Avenger uh, movie, and it was part three called Citizen Toxie, and I was working with Julie Strain and a few other, Massimi Max, and a few other people. And we had a film at the Playboy Mansion, a scene where I get killed in the grotto. And so I think that was my first time at, at the Playboy Mansion, because I met half a few times, like out in the club, but I think that was, I think that was my first time at the Playboy Mansion. And it was just amazing because I'm filming, so I'm working, but at the same time, I'm starstruck and I want to wander and I want to see things, but I have to be ready when Lloyd goes, get back on set. You know, like I had to be wrangled in. So, and it was a bunch of people. So uh, 
it was it was fun it was fun and it wasn't really like a party like a playboy party it was a filming party so it wasn't like you know hobnobbing with people so it was i i i was having a blast <laughs> first time you ever met hef well a few times i met hef um sometimes i go to a club and he would just show up and then the uh then of course at the toxic avenger thing i saw him there uh, we all took pictures because he showed up at, on set. And then another time I was doing Playboy TV uh, called Night Calls. And it was a tied up tickling scene. And then we did a wrap party afterwards at Pinot's. It was a restaurant in L.A. called Pinot. And Hef showed up and he just got divorced from Kimberly. And he invited me to come to Playboy Mansion. I had my car parked there and everything. And. And he goes, come to Playboy Mansion with me and party. And I go, but my car, my car. And he goes, don't worry. And he gave money to the guy. Go, take care of her car. Take care of her car. I'm like, <gasps> and I go, okay. So I got in a limo with him with all these girls. And I then he took me um, to his place. We partied. And then there was another time I met him at, um, at a radio show. It was at the Playboy Mansion. I was at the radio show. And he asked for my phone number. And he called me and he asked for a date. And on the date, he said, where do I know you? I, you look familiar. I go, because have, I met you like five times. <laughs> I've been at your place. Like I met you five times, but I get, you see different girls. So it was weird. So I met him like for him, I met him for the first time, maybe five times, but I met him like five times. And now that, then I became a girlfriend. So I guess the first time was at a club, but that wasn't really me anything. So I guess, I guess the first time was Tromo when I was filming for Tromo when I've, solidified really met him <laughs> first time you ever dabbled in fetish and what made you do it um uh, well like i don't know i guess i've always kind of liked it but i didn't know what that meant um i used to be a webcam model with tasha welch and it was back in the 90s which we made lots of money where we, we were it was like in la it was an, a, a real office building and we had sets and everything and only the rich people could have internet and we would do webcam and we'd pretend we were typing, but it wasn't. We had a girl doing all the typing for us and it was like a striptease uh, webcam thing. And Tasha Welch was a fetish model. And, you know, me and her like just clicked and we were talking and she goes, have you ever thought about being a fetish model? And I go, what do you mean? I go, I know there's fetish. I know there's modeling, but you mean there's fetish modeling? And she goes, well, there's like Betty Page. I go, you mean they still do that? <laughs> and wow. it sounds like, you know, like, like I, I don't know what's out there, like what's available. Because back then we didn't really have internet. We just had the back of like, um, like, what is it? Like OC Weekly or LA mm -hmm. Weekly. And, and you have the ads for models for stuff like that. So I didn't know because during, even during the Betty Page era, it was all through mail order. It was like the, the photo club. So I did photo clubs and stuff, but I didn't know that there's this whole thing of video and, and magazines. Like, I didn't know, like it was still going on. I'm like, what? And so she hooked it up, hooked me up with Harmony. And so I worked with John and Lorelai for the, the first time doing fetish. And it was like, and it was so cool because first of all, I liked it. It was fun. I was new. And then I even told them, I go, look, if you need me, I'm available anytime. You could call me anytime. 
which they their eyes are open because usually they're usually working with models that have a side job and they they can't get models to, you know so, so when i was available i was working five days a week like because it's like and plus when you're new they really want to use you and and because it's like fresh meat and then when you're and then when you get exposed they kind then it dies off and so i was working a lot and i'm like this is wonderful <laughs> Like, you know, it's like, it's like playing dress up. It's like playing Batman and Robin, cops and robbers. Like, what's the storyline today? And it was like, it was just campy and cheesy. And it was like, you know, I just felt like I was just like, yeah, like I was a kid, get, get to play dress up. And I was working like five, sometimes six days a week. <laughs> and I, that, know, yeah. I know that you and I have the same love for the TV show, Batman. Oh, yeah. Well, that was my first words when I was a kid, when I was a baby. I didn't say mom or daddy. I saw Batman. That was my first word. Because my mom would put me in a high chair and uh, when she was cooking. And so I would, and, 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 you know, it's in the song, and, and, and the Batman. So that, she's, that was my first word. <laughs> Describe the first time you opened up a Harmony magazine and saw yourself in there as the superheroine that you had always dreamed of being oh it was like a dream because i've always wanted to be a superhero like it's like and it's like i got to be one almost every day and then when they made me holly harmony i'm like what you know what i mean like wow and then when george press made me like daisy chain and i got i got he made me a comic and his 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 uh wife even made me the outfit the outfit i wear his wife sewed it and it's like I mean, like, like, you know, all my dreams pretty much came true, actually. And so it's like, you know, who, who doesn't want to be a superhero, you know? So it's like, yeah, that was like, wow. And it's like, and then I still pinch myself. It's like, this is great. You know, like, oh, I'm doing a video and people are like, what do you do for a living? Well, today I'm doing a glue video. Tomorrow I'm doing Batman. And it's just like, it's like, this is my life. It's like every day is a different thing. And that's another thing I like because I like variety. So you never know what the day is going to bring. It's always something totally different. It's nothing mundane about it. Like, it's not just Dom. It's not just superheroine. It's not just bondage. It's not just latex. It's not just tickling. It's not just wrestling. It's just like, and then I, like on my OnlyFans, I got a guy that's like, hey, I always have my hair up. You know, I'll pay you money just to put your hair down and brush it. Like, God bless it. Like, you know, most people are like, I wish I had, well, you can, what do you mean? You can, there's people want a service. You give them a service and you get paid for it. It's basically like anything else in the world. That all is, that's all it is. <laughs> you and I first met at this year's fetish con. Describe the first fetish con you walked into. Well, I'm part of the beginning of fetish con because, um, it used to be called DivaCon and all that, but then when it was BondCon, and then uh, that was good. That was a great, that was, they they had a great, they would do that every seven months. It was not even a year. They would do it every seven months, which is exhausting. I don't know why they even put that on themselves to do it that way, but it was awesome. BondCon, and then they changed it to BondCon New York because they had a little, you know, um, you know, divorce thing mm -hmm. and then the domain thing. And then BonCon New York was, domain was being taken away from them. And so Genesis and Vesta and Mike came to me and said, we're going to have to stop doing these conventions 
because we can't we're, we're we can't use the name and i said to them well i bought the domain FetishCon a long time ago for selfish reasons because being a fetish model i go to this convention that convention this convention I was getting tired and a lot of the conventions were not that lucrative and I felt really bad for the producers. I felt really bad for the models. Like it was like, and I go, I wish there was this fetish con where everyone to come together and it's lucrative and you could cross the fetishes. It's just make one big party. So I bought the domain fetish con thinking one of these days I'll figure out how to do this. And so I go, I got a great idea. You do a really good job of doing all this. I don't, I have the domain I'm, I'll give it to you. All I ask is you just fly me out and invite me to the party every year. That's all I want. And they go, shook hands, done deal. And that's, so when I walked into FetishCon, it's like, it's every day a dream of mine that came true. Because it was a dream of mine, like a FetishCon. For selfish reasons, because I didn't want to travel for all these different conventions. I just wanted one convention and we all could have a great party. And, you know, like the glue fetishes, because there used to be like glue fetish convention. Like you, I could tell you about all the little conventions. And it was like, it was kind of sad because they hardly made any money. And it was just, they did it for fun. And I thought, you know, there's a way you can make money at this and hire models and you don't have to. So, so yeah, it's a dream. So it is, it's a dream. And then fetish awards, I even bought the domain fetish awards and I gave that to them. And then we got fetish awards now. So, and I only have, I have one more domain, but no one wants it it's called fetish press. So if anybody's interested in called fetish because <laughs> I can't do it. I just have the ideas and other people implement them very well. <laughs> uh, world of dreams turned reality. That's the story of Stacey Burke. And we've just started to tell it on what women and other wonderful humans want. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> we do this show without paid advertisers and provide it to you as a labor of love. If you want to help the show, as well as contribute to Catsuit's conference fund to get live interviews and teach some amazing classes, you can give at bit.ly slash thanks, Catsuit. Now let's hear from some of Catsuit's friends with some messages for you. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Recently, we put together a brand new book called Hearts and Collars, reflecting 20 years in a power exchange relationship. It's 350 pages of what we've been living for the past 20 years. Indeed, and it's got chapters like communication, power exchange and spirituality, how to be a leader, high protocol, becoming a follower, rituals, the new porch time, victim, survivor, and thriver, power exchange and polyamory, submissive versus wife, the Practical Contract Guide, Relationship short Shorthand, as well as other tools and experiences we've had over the years. Check it out at eroticawakening.com slash hearts and collars. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. The Heart of the Dominatrix, Portraits and Interviews of Exceptional Mistresses. This book is about female domination. This book is about dark corners, both physically and psychologically. This book is for you, whether you're a beginner or have decades of experience with BDSM. If you're eager to learn more about power exchange dynamics or are simply interested in relationships and the aesthetics of this world, this book will change your perspectives. Be warned. Visit 
heartofthedominatrix.com to order your copy today. We invite you to connect with us on social media so you can follow all the great news about the show. You can find us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and on FetLife at www.podcast. And if you want to follow the host, that's easy as on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, he is Hi There Catsuit. And now back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. Welcome back to the show. I am so happy to be joined by the legendary fetish model and Jill of all trades, Stacy Burke. Is there a part of this business you haven't done because you've been a webmistress, you've been an event organizer, you've uh, been a model. Is there anything you haven't done that you still want to do? Oh, God. I mean, I never know. Whenever I see a help wanted sign in a window, I always poke my head in. Like, I want to be a carny. Now, I'm a carny. I work at the Pumpkin Festival every year, and I do the Strawberry festivals, and I do I, I work at a, a Christmas tree lot, and it's like I like learning things. I work at a laundromat. I do laundry delivery service. Uh, <laughs> I do, you know, like like my own web stuff. I, I, I like learning new jobs because I can never, I could never go to college because they asked me what your major and I go, I cannot, I cannot commit to one thing. I like learning about everything. I've been a waitress. I've been a bartender. I've been a fetish model. I've done balloon fetish. I've done like, I'll try anything. Like I've done the balloon fetish. I've like, You'll be amazed at what's out there. And when people tell, like, what? They're into that? I did a Thumbelina thing where this guy wanted me to paint a thing on my thumb. Just, there's just, <laughs> you'll, you'll be amazed of what's out there. And and what people, like, I went to answer, you know, my friend Cindy, the big, tall drag queen that I hang, mm-hmm. like, we went to Paris, we went to England, we rented a car in Paris, we drove to Amsterdam, and we partied, and it's like, it's just like, this is my life. And it's like, you never know what's going to happen. But then also there's boring parts, which is nice. I kind of like the boring parts as well. I'm kind of an introvert, extrovert. I'm kind of more introvert, but I'm kind of an extrovert. But kind of wish I was invisible to do all the stuff without being seen sometimes. But it's like, um, no, I, I'm not even done. I don't even know what they're all to do. But trust me, I will find it. <laughs> so we're, talk about, we're talking about the future. Yeah. So let's talk about the Genesis. Where yeah. was Stacy Burke born? Well, oh, born? I was in, born in Pomona, California. <laughs> but what I mean is the person that became you. Oh. Meaning oh the first person who said, I'm going to try just about anything. Well, I guess in high school, I mean, I kind of tried everything. I was in drop. Like, I joined every single club known to mankind like i was president of foreign language club i was in drama club i was i signed up for everything like sign ups i go what, what what's going on i go yes 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 and like so i did a lot of after school stuff i mean okay have you ever seen the movie mame like anti-mame like mm-hmm. life is a banquet and most poor souls are starving to death 
like there's just so much to do in life. Like I want to know everything and do everything. And it's and I've traveled, I've done that, but I want to like like I said, I'll poke my head in. If you if there's a door open, I will open it and I'll look in and I'll, I might stay for a while and I might leave or I might stay for a long time. And but you know, I I or I'll walk right through to the next door. Like I always open doors. Like you never know what's there and, until you sit and say, okay, is this for me? Okay, I'm kind of cool with it. And then, so I don't know what's next. It's like everything, I don't want to know what's next. I kind of like the excitement of discovering things. Was there a first time you looked in the mirror and said, wow, I'm on my way? Uh, no, I mean, I still, I look in the mirror and say, what do I want to be when I grow up? To this day, <laughs> I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Like, in other words, like, I, I go, I really need to focus on stuff. I just can't. Like, I, like, I, like people say, what do you, what's your talent? I go, I don't really have a talent. I can't, I just, I just do things. I'm just, I like to promote people. I love bands. I like going to bands. I like to promote, like if something's good, I like to tell people about it. Um, but no, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what I want. I don't know. I'm not, I don't have much focus. I'm just, I'm like a floating butterfly. I'm just, I just land different places. I pollinate. I'm a pollinator. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about the first time somebody caused you to not be able to move around. Let's talk about your entry into fetish. Okay. Was fetish a job or did you find that fetish became calming for you? Because I know that when I'm in scenes, suddenly the world comes to a stop and it's a beautiful thing. Well, both. That's why I, I like it. Cause it's like, I never had a job that I don't like. So if I don't like the job, I just won't do it again. So if I didn't like what I was doing, I wouldn't be in the fetish community for like 25 years. <laughs> like I would not be here. So uh, yeah, it's like, I like, and I, I keep connections. It's like, it's weird. Like I run the same fetish models, like the same 10 fetish models has been around for like 20, 30 years. And we just keep plugging away, plugging away. And it's like, it's like an old shoe or an old, like, it's just comfortable. Like, I work with the same girls, and it's just like, time does stand still, and, and it's just, like, comfortable, and it's just like, and I love it. And then, of course, you get the new models, and I love learning about the new models and hearing about the new models and seeing their opportunities and how they get to grow. I get to see how their lives are flourishing and how much they're fun having and and I get to see through their eyes I'm like oh my god look at them they're having so much fun doing all this like I remember those days and it's so cool it's like so yeah it's like I don't think I'll ever stop people say will you ever retire no it's like because first of all you never say that because you never know you never know I mean I could be grannies in bondage I could be you know you never know like, <laughs> like there could be the domain out there somewhere that I need to buy but it's like there's always something that's the beauty of fetish it's like you don't have to fit in like it's not like a, a square peg square hole and all that kind of stuff you could be anything you could be as old as you want fat as you want skinny as you want that doesn't matter everyone's going to find a, a their they're going to like you for what you do. And, and, and I love that. Like you're free to be yourself and there's a market for it. And it's lucrative if you just plug away at it. And that's the beauty of it. You don't have to fit in. And I like that. <laughs> the fact that you talked about the fact that you don't have to fit in 
seeing Harmony magazines with you as one of the models was one of the first times I realized I wasn't alone. Oh. Because you grow up and you go, I can be the only guy who likes spandex or likes super heroines or whatever. And am I odd or am I not normal in some way? And then I walked into a, a bookstore in Dallas, Texas, and saw Maria Tortuga in a latex catsuit on the cover of a Harmony magazine. And I went, that's exactly what I love. And there's a magazine about it. Exactly. So you talk about some of those old models that you still work with today. Did you all know that you all were such pioneers and that it would become as big as it did? No, I have no clue. Cause like this, like when I did, it was pre-internet, even though internet was around, but not really. So I had no clue. All I was doing is like get booked on a shoot. You have fun. You, you, you get paid, you leave. And then the next day. So, you know, it was like, you think it's like underground, like fetish. You didn't realize how big it was. That's why I kind of like social media. Some people poo poo it. Like they, they get down on it. But to me, it shows how many people like it because you could see the likes, you could see what, you know, cause it's really hard when you go like in a book, so you see it there, but you don't know how many people buy those books. You don't know how many, you know, but when you see on social media, like, and now you see on fashion, like it's always been fashion. Vivian, Vivian Westwood's done it for years. It's always been in fashion, but it's now it's like Kim Kardashian's wearing stuff. And it's like, Okay, so see, it's like it's it's kind of like come on, it's 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 out there, and there is a lot more people that like even the the all the Comic Con, look how big Comic Con got, and like so it just shows you that it's always something. And as soon as it makes money, it gets accepted, and then you're like, okay, same with punk rock. Punk rock was good, and then Hot Topic took over, and then they make money off of it. When we used to go to thrift stores, but you know, but at the same time, you can't, you can't knock the game. They're trying to make the money off of it. I get it, but you're never alone. That's the beauty of, that's why I like the internet. And I love like social media because it shows you there's a group for everybody, for every, like anything. Like I said, like even the person who wants me to brush my hair, like uh, the glue fetish that you're stuck, like that, like there's, it's all, we're all, everyone has something. Take me, take me back to when you first worked with John and Lorelai, because I've had John on the show and it was fascinating talking to him. Yeah. Especially since I saw so many of those magazines that he did. So take me back to those days. What was it like as a model? Well, you know, it was my first time doing fetish. And I, I recommend if you ever get for any model fresh off the truck, get doing stuff. That's the, that's the best place to go harmony because they're very much consensual they're very much are you okay they are just overly like they're just overly taking care of you like they don't you know because already fetish has a stigmatism so they're very careful of like rules safety scissors that like they're check 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 like they are just really good with that they're not sloppy at all and um, they, they, they treat you really good, really nicely. Um, and they told me what to do because I wasn't sure because like, you know, not seeing a video when you're struggling. OK, struggle. At my first video, I didn't struggle much because I didn't want to get out of camera frame. I didn't know I could flop around and they'll follow me. Like, so I'm like going like this because 
I was like, because I used to be an actress, and you don't want to get out of camera frame. So I'm struggling like this. So my first time, I wasn't struggling that well. Now I know I could flop around like a fish, and they'll they'll follow me around. But like, yeah, they're like every time they tell you, "Are you okay? Are you good?" And then they fill your hands. Okay, is it are they cold? Okay, we're gonna have to cut her out. Like they're if you ever if anyone's brand new in fetish harmony, like I got schooled right harmony my first um, company I worked for, and then everything had to you know follow that mold. Mm-hmm. Not all of them did. But that was like, that was the, the level that was grade A. And, you know, like, okay, you're not harmony, but, you know, like, so. so and, yeah. and they called what they did love bondage. Yeah, because they don't want the same way where it's like uh, non-consensual, where it's like fearful. They want it to be loving environment and to let people know that it's all good. And, and that's kind of what they, they were inspiring to be and what they are actually and other people i get there's other genres that are more like did or more like you know more like you know fighting and i get all that genres which is fine but it's like harmony that that's why i say that's a good place to start so you know that it, then you you do have to train the model you've got to tell the model needs to say what to do you know like okay this is what i'm not comfortable with this because you don't want to step out of boundaries because then you just ruin it for everyone. If you get a model that feels uncomfortable and she's going to tell people don't work for them and it just makes a mess and then it makes it more of a stigmatism for all of us and stuff like that. So, so I like the safety part. Stacy, you've worked with a lot of different people and obviously consent can be the guideline for everything, but not every human will follow it whether it be male or female yeah i know you've had some difficult times from time to time how did you get through those when the thing that you loved suddenly wasn't very lovable at the time yeah i mean that is just concern because like you don't want to like that because first of all consent is number one because you'll always find someone that will consent if one girl says no or one model says no, you move on. There's going to be models that say yes. So you don't need to fight them. But then sometimes that's the fetish. They like that. They want to push the boundaries. And that's when you get the the law differently because that's why there's no animals. That's why there's no children. Like, in other words, you have to be legally consensual. So you can't, animals can't consent, neither can children. So in other words, so you, you can't, Fight. If someone doesn't consent, even if that's your fetish to go against the consent, that's where the law breaks it because that's 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 not right. That's not right. You know, like it's like because you're now you're putting trauma on that person and they're going to have to live with that for the rest of their life. That is that's not right. Because I know models that just disappear because something happened and then they don't model again and they loved it and they just mess it up for everybody. And it's like, and it's sad because then they're carrying their weight and they're fearful of people now. And it's, and then you spread that. And yeah, so I, I've been lucky. I haven't really had those. Um, I haven't really had a horror story like that, uh, but I've known other models that have. And so I always like, you know, us models talk. When, oh, you, oh, this guy wants me to work for him. How, how, did you work for him? How is he? And then they're like, oh, well, you know, he's like, well, you got to watch out for him. You know, like, 
so we kind of talk and we network and so it's out there so uh yeah it does happen but that's life in general so that's life not even with in the fetish world and anything in business <laughs> and anything there's people trying to get people to say yes when they don't want to say yes and it for models uh, it's okay to say no because they'll find someone to say yes and go on to what you love you talk about the fact that the models that you worked with back then are some of the same people you work with now. Yeah. Who would you consider your sisters in this? Well, there's Jewel Marceau, Francesca Lay, Hollywood, uh, Tanya Danielle, um, Anastasia Pierce, uh, even Jean Bardot. Um, I'm trying to think because I don't want to leave anyone out. No, no, no. <laughs> James, like, you know, we're talking like people that have been around. You know, I don't know if Ashley Renee is doing anything anymore, but even Lorelai still modeling. She's mm -hmm. doing stuff and she's great. And it's like all these, like Darla Crane, Darla Crane's still modeling and doing great. And it's like, like we'll go on the set and it's just it's me in Hollywood, me and Fresca, Francesca Lee, me, me and Jewel Marceau. And I'm like, here we are, 25 years later. We're still. <laughs> Putting us in a cheerleader outfit. Rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> but it also helps you never get old because you're always yeah. young. Yeah, because I always say this. I'm as old as you pay me to be. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever age. In other words, if that's the script, if that's your fetish, if that's the script, then that's what I am. Like, that's the fantasy. That's the fantasy. Like, I am as old as you want me to be in whatever fantasy that you're portraying whatever custom video it is and that's how it is because we all getting older and i still feel like i'm 18 i think everyone still does i mean yeah i have like experiences but it doesn't matter what my body says to me like <laughs> whatever you know like whatever crick i got my mind and my, my i still feel like i could do flips and back flips like when, that's why i love sleeping so much Sleeping is my favorite thing because I love dreaming. Because when I dream, I could be any, like, you know, I'm on stage singing or I'm dancing. Like, I'm just doing whatever. Like, you know, you know, the body has restrictions and I get it. But at the same token, we're all, we're all like 18. We're all forever 18, I think. One of the more emotional interviews I've ever done in this series was with Jewel Marceau, who um, is just such a lovely woman. Yeah. And I was surprised to hear her say that the reason she became a pro-dom now was because she had to prove that she wasn't a damsel in distress all the time. Well, yeah, because she's like, she's a little girl and she has a meek little voice. And so I get it. Like, I get it. And I get it. Plus, she's good at it. I don't know if I could be a pro-dom because that's a lot of responsibility. I don't know if I could handle that responsibility because I'm a klutz and I don't <laughs> hurt anybody. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm a klutz. I don't want to hurt anybody because that's a, a lot of responsibility. A lot of people get into pro-doms without learning how it feels. And I think, I think people that are subs make really good doms because we've been there mm -hmm. and we, we know how that feels and we know what to do and about it. So I really respect people that have been subs first that became doms. I really respect that. 
And but I get it, but she does a good job at it. I think there's also a lot of it gets rid of a lot of um inner anger and you want to be dominant because you're getting taken so much to be a subordinate that you want that. So I get that. Because you know, I play DOMs and I play I play DOMs. Not really DOMs because I, I don't know the how to do it correctly, but I could play and I really do get in character because I do have a lot of inner energy that mm-hmm. I want to get out. And so I love that. However, the technicality, in fact, to tell you the truth, I can't tie. I don't even like tying my shoes. I don't buy shoes that tie because I don't like knots. I don't like to tie. I don't take, I don't like taking out the knots. I don't like that. So I could never be a rigger because I hate tying up things. I buy zip ties. <laughs> Stacy Burke doesn't like ties. There we go. <laughs> no, I can have a tie, but I don't like to tie. I know. I'm a terrible rigger. And take it out of not when I have a necklace has a knot in it, I'm like, oh jeez. <laughs> no, I buy shoes with Velcro on it. That's good. <laughs> that's amazing. I yeah, want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about you as a person because I know from going through Google and doing research that life hasn't been sunshine and rainbows all the time, and you've been able to bounce back each time. With the help of your friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, that's life in general. We all have those stories. Like, there's always speed bumps, life speed bumps. And boy. But you know what? Actually, looking back through all whatever, I actually, I don't really have that many horror stories. A lot of people have worse backgrounds than I do. I really, I'm basically a Partridge family person. I'm very... Everything's good. There's been some bad stuff, but it's a learning experience. And I'm very, I get stressed. First, I get stressed. I throw things. So don't get me wrong. I get, I get wacky, wacky McDoodle and I throw things and I, I yell and I scream and I kick. And then after I get the motion out, I take a deep breath. I'm like, okay, how do I handle it? And then I, I make mistakes and then I figure it. And then I figure it out. Then once I figure it out, it's kind of like school. It's like, I don't need to go to college. I go to, you know, school of hard knocks. You just figure it out as you go. And it does kind of like um, educate you. It does it. I mean, I wouldn't really, I would, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't want to do it again, but I, it's fine. Like I like the knowledge that I have and it teaches you about the friends. And that's kind of how more I'm like, more like a recluse a little bit. I could choose uh, uh, my few friends wisely and stuff like that but but that's in general like you know everything that's bad is not always bad it's just treat as a learning experience it might take a while to get through and I don't want to make it sound like it's all great but coming out the end of it and surviving is really kind of cool and glorifying and celebratory. Like it's really kind of cool. So everything goes up, comes down, everything goes down, comes back up. Just like the stocks, we're all good. <laughs> what I celebrate, however, is your openness and the fact that you are who you are. There isn't a character of Stacy Burt. You are who you are. And I love the fact that when I met you at FetishCon, when I saw you talking with your friends, 
you are who you are. And that's a beautiful thing because some oh, people put on a pretense and you're just Stacy. Yeah. I I can't like, like I really love people get glammed up and stuff. In fact, someone bought me a bunch of glam stuff because it's like all my latex, like I said, rest in peace. And so when I go to events like this, I'm like, Oh God, I have nothing to wear. Like literally I'm in a sundress and I'm just like no makeup. And as a hair and a ponytail, I'm like, Hey, and it's like, but then I look at people dressed up. I'm like, damn I want to get because if you look at my pictures on fetish con it's always the same outfit same outfit. so someone bought me new outfits for next fetish con I got new outfits but um but yeah but then I'm thinking at first I kicked myself I'm like god I should get more glammed up I should be but then I'm thinking you know what so what so what I'm wearing a sundress at fetish con so what if I'm wearing flip-flops that's me it's just that's the way it is I don't always have to be dressed up fetishy to be at a fetish event that maybe that is a uh, like a message in itself. Like you could be just in flip-flops and look like you just came out of the beach and, you know, like literally a, a wave just threw you up and you just like, hey, I'm here. And you just be, be happy and be at FetishCon and enjoy everyone. And you don't have to get all gussied up. Gussied up is great. Don't get me wrong. I, I really wish there was a team to work on me because I'm not really good at that. But it's like, but at the same token, don't let that hold you back just because, oh, I don't have anything to wear at FetishCon. I'm not, you know, I don't have the glam. I better, I'm just not going to go downstairs. So what? Go downstairs, go in your underwear, just go have fun. <laughs> no one really cares. It's like if people wear outfits, it's great. Appreciate the people with the outfits. That's why I'm like a promoter. Like when I see someone in a good outfit, I'm like, oh my God, I've got to take a picture of you. That's great. I love your outfit. That's amazing. And it's like, I appreciate the effort and the stuff that they do doesn't mean I have to do it. It doesn't have to come back to me. I could like see what they do and appreciate what they do and be an audience member and a supporter and a cheerleader in what they do. And that's good. <laughs> I think that was our first interaction is when I was down in what I call my Technicolor cat suit and uh, at the karaoke night. And yeah. you went, oh, I like that. <laughs> no, I like it because I'm, I'm a fan. Like, not only am I a model, but I'm also a fan. Like, I like, like, when I like something, I like it. I'm like, oh, my God, that's cool. Oh, my God, what's your what's your Instagram? What's this? I got to promote. Like, even though I don't, I can't promote too much, I don't have that many followers. It's not that, but it's just, like, I got to share what I like. And so you could just be an audience. Like, you know, not everyone has to be a gear. Sometimes it's nice to be the grease in the gears. And maybe I'm the grease in the gears. That's okay. We all work together. <laughs> You may be a fetish model and an actress and all that, but when it comes right down to it, even when I see your YouTube things that are recorded in your bathroom in front of a beach shower curtain, which I absolutely love. Thank you. I bought a pick and save like 20 years ago. <laughs> you are a beach person through and through. I mean, I oh, yeah. love hearing the birds and you talked about yeah, the fact know. that there's car horns outside. You're on the beach. How yeah. joyous is that? Awesome. Well, I grew up watching Gidget movies, Annette Funicello movies. Like, um, I've always wanted to live on the beach, have Moondoggy and the beach bonfires. And the, and I love the go-go dancing. I'm just so much, and Margaret, go-go. Like, I just love all that. And so that was always my dream. And here I am. And it's like, it is exactly that. There's always something going on. There's some conscious going on. There's a dog barking right now. And I just, I love it. Like, I cannot sleep with quiet. I, I, I will wake up if it's quiet. I have to have 
the TV on. I have to have things going on. And then I, I could sleep as soon as the, if I have an internet or power outage, I'm up all night. <laughs> <laughs> it's too quiet. I can't handle it. But that's what it is. I've, I've always loved the Gidget and the Net Punicello movies. Like that's, those are my favorite. And I, I wish I could just transport myself back in time and be that. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I love that era as well. And that's something you and I definitely have in common. Yeah. I used to and watch Gidget all the time. Oh, mm-hmm. Love Jill, it. Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. Jill St. John is another one that comes to oh, mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of them. <laughs> like, like, I want, like, now the streaming thing, I'm going back and I'm finding, like, weird, obscure 1960s movies that are, like, oh my God, like, just crazy. I'm like, wow. Like, I think maybe I was reincarnated. Like, I, I don't know. I just love it. Uh, Top of the Pops. I love Top of the Pops. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize how cool Top of the Pops was because Top of the Pops was a BBC show that would literally count down the top hits. It eventually was incarnated in the States as Solid Gold which for somebody with a spandex fetish, that was interesting news. Oh my God, yes. It's all those dancers. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And so, but it was, the music was phenomenal in just the the sheer staging. And they had their own dancers. They weren't the solid gold dancers, but they had their own dancers too. Yeah, they had the go-go. Yeah, they had the go-go, the solid, uh, the top of the pops and uh, uh, Peel. What's it? John Peel. Is it John Peel? Um, anyway, but like the BBC was great. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So you talked about the 60s, which brings me back to Batman. If uh-huh. you were to ever be able to play in a Batman show or movie, which character would you want to be? Interesting. The younger self would say Batgirl because she is cool. But now that I'm getting older, Catwoman's my girl because <laughs> I, I could really get into that character. Fat girl was cool, like I could do that, but I think Catwoman would be my thing. And I would be, uh, I would be, um, would, uh, oh god, now I can't even think because I met Julie her. Julie Newmar, yes, okay. She would come to play with match all the time, and literally, I would fangirl her out. And see, when I was married, she had a thing for my husband. She took my husband's arm. She goes, "Lead me around and introduce me to people." And so we, I go, "Honey, go." <laughs> That's truly Newmar because she's tall and she had the hip. And like, seriously, like, oh god, yeah, she, she was my girl. She's the main girl. So it's like, and she's still around texting same with mammy van doren is still around and oh my god she's on facebook i met her many times mammy van doren's alive and kicking and she wears no bra she wears a sheer top and and short short skirts and so walks her dogs in newport beach (laughs) oh the the amazing life that you have had we're going to talk more with stacy burke when we come back on what women and other wonderful humans want presented by dating kinky have you ever wanted to try something a little kinky in the bedroom but had no idea where to start or maybe your partner just told you they're into water sports no not the jet ski kind and you really want to fulfill their fantasy but you're nervous 
that's totally normal. I'm Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist who's talked about kink in magazines like Cosmo, Playboy, and Glamour, and on my podcast, The Dildorks. My new book, 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do, is a guide to some of the hottest and best-known kinks out there, from age play to zapping and everything in between. Each section offers three suggestions for ways you can try out your new interest with a partner or even by yourself. Curious? Order your copy now at 101kinkythings.com and start learning new things about your sexuality. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. You all know I love my cat suits, and the ones that have never let me down come from the amazing winter fetish. I've had some of them for 10 years, and they're still going strong. Specifically made for fetish play, these suits come in only the best spandex or PVC with zippers made for action. You've seen them in the House of Lord and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And now these suits can be yours. And if you use the code www.spandexcat, you get 10% off your purchase and you support the show as well. And as always, I give you this promo because I believe in what Winter Fetish does. So visit winterfetish.com and use the promo code www.spandexcat and get the cat suit of your dreams from Winter Fetish. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others. Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. Hi there, I'm Nookie. My pronouns are she, hers, and I'm the founder of Dating Kinky, a different kind of dating and educational site for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Catch me in my own podcast, Dating Kinky. And now back to John and their guest on what women and other wonderful humans want. Welcome back to the program, John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. Honored to be joined by Stacy Burke, who I have seen in many different fetish videos and magazines. And yes, we go back to magazines. That's a beautiful thing for both of us. But you've gone from magazines to the wonderful world of YouTube that you have fallen in love with that platform. I would guess it's sometimes difficult to fall in love with YouTube, which because they take people off from time to time, just like all the platforms do. Oh, TikTok, but, bye. Yeah. Bam, bam from TikTok. Yeah, I know. 
But you have so much fun with what you do on YouTube. Is there any method to your madness there? No, I've been on YouTube since the beginning. I think I've been, I think my first video I put up was 2006. I don't wow. know. Yeah. And it, it's like, I don't really have that many. I finally got 10,000 followers, but that took me like how many years? But, you know, Shadowbound, I used to be monetized. They took it away because I was too adult. Still to this day, they take down things that are just, they think that it's adult, but not. But I just, I understand the platform. It's a PG thing. Like, I can't even do anything with FetishCon. I can't film anything. Like, everything has rules. Even on OnlyFans, I can't do a lot on OnlyFans because I can't have a lot of people in it. Or else I have, to have a lot of <laughs> release forms. I can't do a public <laughs> video like a YouTube video. So YouTube, I do a public video, but it can't be too adult. OnlyFans, I can't do a lot of people. It could only be just me or certain people. So it's like everyone. So I, I, what I do is I do a video. I'm like, okay, where do I put this video? <laughs> like square peg. Okay, which, which one does it go? YouTube, OnlyFans. Like, where does it go? So I figure out. That's why, like, you know. Twitter, anything goes to Twitter. I love Twitter. You can put anything you want on Twitter. It's wonderful. Um, But yeah, YouTube is fun. And it brings me a different audience. I do my grocery hauls on there. Everyone loves them for some reason. People love them. So I do every week. I do a grocery haul. What do I buy at the grocery store this week? And I talk about that. You know, and I notice that sometimes when you just talk about mundane, normal stuff, People like the most because people could relate to it. And I just talk about like, oh, this butter, it used to be a dollar. Now it's $2. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they're like, oh, my God. In the comments, oh, my God, you're so right. And so it's just it's a different way to communicate to the world. And it's like to me, like my home movies. So I put them on on YouTube, like my home movies. Same with Instagram and same with OnlyFans. But like I say, like I have I all I do is my phone. I create content, and then when I get home, I see all this content. I'm like, okay, which which content goes into which social media? Because everyone has different rules. Twitter goes everywhere, and then you know, OnlyFans, YouTube, like, and then I I, I then I plug them wherever I plug them, mm-hmm. and, and go from there. <laughs> I love the fact that your old material is still out there on a website that looks very much old school your fetish chick website looks like something from from the the original days because they might very well be from the original days i got to i used to have a webmaster and i used to pay for like a web but you know what you just go to blogspot basically it's like a link tree but it's called blogspot and i just put all my links there because I go, why do I need to have like a website? Basically, I just have a lot of links. So this is my website, and it, the link goes to my uh, Cliffs for Sale site. It goes to my YouTube or whatever I got going on. And then, it, and then it's just like basically a link tree. So I use it like a link tree because, I don't know, it's like it just got exhausting mm-hmm. <laughs> uploading things on the website. Now it's exhausting uploading to social media because I'm waking up in the morning. I'm like, okay, like I said, I got all this content. Where do I plug what's content into what? And then I got to do the hashtags, hashtags, because hashtags is the key. 
because it brings you more customers and it does help because I follow hashtags. If you're on Instagram, I follow hashtags for a lot of things. So people follow hashtags. So <laughs> it's exhausting, but yet it's fun. But yes, I wake up every morning like, okay, here we go. Cup of coffee, log on. <laughs> I love how you did the old modem sound there. <laughs> Which shows you how far back we both go. <laughs> Oh yeah, the modem. Oh yeah. <laughs> so when you do slow down, what are some of the things that you like to do when you're not putting things on all the different platforms? Well, if I don't go to concerts, I do just love sitting on this couch and I watch YouTube concerts. <laughs> and I feel like I'm at a concert. Like nowadays, like everything's like, like, I could watch Roxy Music. I could watch The Doors. I could watch any concert in the world. And I love watching movies or old concerts. And I have my little drink and I dance. And I I'm, I act like I'm at a concert. So I, can, I have concert nights. I have lava lamps. I have disco balls. And I'm by myself acting like a fool, pretending I'm at the concert. <laughs> no matter what concert it is. It could be placebo. It could be Radiohead. Whatever it is, I just put on a concert. And it could be Woodstock, and I just like go crazy like a banshee. So that is fun for me. Everyone always remembers their first concert. What was yours? I think my first concert was when I was 16 years old. My boyfriend took me to see ACDC. I think that was my first concert. <laughs> <laughs> However, my mom would always go, she would do bands and she would. So when I was a little kid, she would drag me along to Telly Savalas and belly dancers. So I grew up in like look, look watching stage performances and stuff. And and she worked at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. So I saw like, um, like oh, like yeah, yes, yeah. I saw Milton Berle play um, in Guys and Dolls. Wow. And it's like yeah, I got to see all that. But like my first concert, like a real concert, I think was ACDC. Yeah, for those about to rock, we salute you. I think that was the concert where the cannons, I'm like, ah, how many years? So I think that was my first concert. When you share stories with the Darla Cranes and the Ashley Renees and the Hollywoods and the Francesca Lees, what are the things that you reminisce about the most? There's a lot. Like, I think, I always think back. I, I don't even know. Like, everything is great. Like, everything is great. I think I really do have a great life. And every memory is wonderful. Even the bad memories teach me things. So, I don't even know what to even pinpoint. I don't even know how to pinpoint it. Because there's so many magical moments. And I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed. Not financially blessed, but that doesn't matter because you can't take taps to the grave. But my memories and my experiences have been wonderful, priceless. So I don't even know where that even starts because I remember like uh, BonCon after 9-11 and, and, and the firefighters, it was secret. But all the firefighters were staying, oh, oh my God, damsel in distress. All the firefighters are staying in our in our hotel. What do I do? Oh, Lord. And like, like sure, after 9-11, that's a story. 
of a bond con all the because i was in new york during that time and it was they didn't tell us but all the firefighters and all the SWAT people were staying at a hotel and then they said fetish or like bond cons here and they came and i we signed autographs and they it was like that was that was magical moment um there's just so many it's like i i don't even know where even start i think my life is like Annie Mame, and I love it. I just don't have a little boy to take care of. <laughs> Stacy Burke, you've lived an amazing life, and there's so much more to go. I am so happy I met you at FetishCon, and I look forward to the next time we get together, and maybe I'll sing karaoke, and you can go, oh, my Lord, he's actually singing a kinky version of Sweet Caroline. Oh my god, that was fun because I just walked in because like you don't finish gun, you just you just walk places mm -hmm. and then I, I just walked into that. I'm like, what the hell? Oh my god. <laughs> and I sat down on the floor. I'm like, what is going on? It's like it was awesome. I loved it. It was what? beautiful. Well, it you are such a beautiful soul and you've inspired me today to Help me understand that when there are bumps in the road, you just keep on going and you look think of it as a learning experience it. you don't have to pay for. It's not like paying for college. You're learning something you don't have well, you pay for it a little bit, maybe a little bit, but not really. Like it's just although I preach a lot, like right, you know, but still, just you'll get through it. You'll get through it. Everything in life, you will get through it. it takes a lot, but you'll get through it stronger and healthier stacy thank you so much for being with us thank you so much if you follow stacy on instagram you'll see someone that is not slowed down in her love of living life and while life can be a challenge for all of us stacy shows that if you believe in living a genuine life you can enjoy everything i'm looking forward to seeing her next year at FetishCon. Here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. From her lifestyle parties to her podcast to her boutique, Mizzy Bender has changed the way people look into the swing lifestyle. And with her joy of kink, has brought the two things together in a mind-bending way. The host of Mornings with Mizzy and the Mizzy Bender podcast the versatile Mizzy Bender on what women and other wonderful humans want. A new edition of the show premieres next Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to Stacey Burke for joining us on this episode. And thank you to you, our audience. We greatly appreciate your listening and appreciate your following all our social media as well. If you don't follow us yet, Listen for Nookie at the end of the podcast, and she'll tell you all the ways to follow us. I'm John, also known as Hi There, Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, for our kinky friends on FetLife at WWW Podcast. And now, select shows are available in video format at YouTube.com slash Dating Kinky. 
This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.